people don't really understand how obsessed I am with winning. It's not, I don't care about anything else on a basketball court but winning. What up, what up? It's your man, Black Avelli, coming at you with another black man over 50 season number two. It's going down. It's going to be crazy. We're coming at you with another new cast of hosts, another new cast of listeners. We got more guests coming at you, more crazy, crazy, controversial topics. So we look forward to seeing you in season two. It has been written. Blackout. Oh, by the way, I forgot to tell you, over in the next studio, they got Black News Podcast going down. Gotta check it out. Check the links in the bottom. It's hot. Black at you. to the dark side. Check it out. 
yeah, up to about 20, 21 shows. Uh, it's going crazy over there next door. But we can't forget about Black Man Over 50 because this is where we got started. And so tonight, we're doing a show called Simply the Holidays During the COVID with your boy Black. And so, you know, I want to talk to you guys tonight about the holidays. You know, we got Thanksgiving coming up, Christmas, New Year's, and they just giving us straight madness on the news. Just straight drama. You know, these fear tactics are now just becoming out of control. And so your boy Black want to meet you in the middle and tell you there are some ways that we can have a safe holiday, irregardless to what you hear on the news. So, you know, the topic for tonight is there should be rules involved before we invite family and friends for the holidays. It's just that simple. You know, everything we do now, we're going to have to have rules involved. Nothing is going to be the way it was. And so we have to get used to that as a family, as friends, that business as usual is gone. And so there's a couple categories we're going to hit on tonight that hopefully are make it a little bit easier as we start to prepare for these holidays. And so one of the first things we're going to talk about is making a list. You know, that's just a list of the people that you want to invite. Second, we're going to talk about keeping your list of people uh, that you invite to a social distancing limit. And so if your house can only hold 10 people, you can't invite 50. And so we're going to talk about it. Uh, we're going to ask you to think like the airlines. And so, like I said, you know, they're trying to freak us out. They're trying to scare us. But believe you me. The airlines and other businesses who deal with passengers have figured out a way for us to travel and move around safely. And we can also do that same thing in the crib. So we're going to come up with some things for you guys to do, uh, just like the airlines and some of these other organizations that keep their people safe. Uh, people that you are having stay at your home, there are some things we need to do. You know, the people that spend the night, the people that you're going to have staying with you, you know, like granny, grandpa, you know, Uncle Lou, you know, we got to talk about it. Uh, we got to set your house or wherever the event is up for social distancing. And so there's some things that we got to do to the house that's a little bit different now than maybe you did in the past. Sharing bathrooms. Like I say, we got to talk about it. You know, we just can't have everybody in the same bathroom, especially if you got granny coming to the event. You know, uh, we want to talk about that kitchen. We're going to go deep in that kitchen. And, you know, we know that that kitchen is the main hub for these holidays, and so we want to talk about it. And in conclusion, we're going to have a couple of things that we bring up. But, you know, the main thing is just to be smart. You know, we just want to be smart. So, with that being said, let's kick off the show. You know, the first thing we want to do is we want to know who we invite. You know, who we want to invite to the show. You know, to the house. And I'm just calling that particular event at your house a show. Because it's going to be different this year. You best believe that. And so, we know we got certain family members that like to turn up. We got certain friends that like to turn up. And they do not like paying attention to rules. So we may want to think about inviting them early, talking to them, 
making sure they understand the reason why we're doing things a little bit differently. And more importantly, we want to know who they bring in. And see, like I said, child, this is a global situation. And it's not only the responsibility of you, but it's the responsibility of the people you invite to let you know who they are bringing to your house. And so we've done some shows in the past about the street rules. And so if you need to refer back to the rules of just being on the street in the COVID, do so. This will be the time to do so. Keep your list of people you want to invite to a social distancing limit. So like I said, if your house can only hold 10 people, you cannot invite 20. The way you want to look at this thing, fam, is however many people you can invite in your house, you want to try to cut that in half. And so you want to make it enough room where people are not packed on top of each other. Where you can have a conversation while being six feet apart and like i said before you know the street six feet is really three feet and so you want to at least be your arms left away from the person you're talking to and so we want to make sure we practicing a social distancing limit and see these face masks is going to become a problem inside the house and in the backyards and you know we somehow feel as though face mask is only for other people in other situations you know, we don't think in terms of, you know, that you got to wear a mask and you got to keep that social distancing 24-7. You know, this is not a situation where, you know, you do it for this person, you don't do it for that person, you do it with this person. No, 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 no. You know, we all are in the same situation, so we all have to protect each other. You know, if you have not traveled. If you have not been out of the country or you haven't been in situations where they are mandating you to take tests, they are people. In the United States, we have 15-minute tests, and most of these tests are free. You know, So whether you got insurance, whether you are filing under the, uh, the, uh, the HOME Act, you know, the act that the uh, government has put out for us to get tested, there are ways for you to get a free test. Well, guess what? There's no place more important than your house. And so if it's good enough for the airlines, then it should be good enough for your house. And what do I mean by that, Dwight? What I mean is that if you are inviting people to your home, you need to make sure that these people are tested. You know, if the tests are available in your area. And like I said, you're going to have people that are kicking and screaming. You're going to have people that do not want to get tested well you have to decide what's more important your life or seeing your cousin joe and so you know you really need to have these conversations and that's why we wanted to do this show so early before the holidays and so that we can cross some of these barriers that may be a little uncomfortable but those tests need to be taken if you're especially if you invite a large amount of people and you have a bigger home, and this is almost like a family reunion type situation. You need to have those test results available when they show up at your place. And they need to say negative, and they need to be within about a 24 to 48 hour time period. You can't take a test two months ago and bring that to the house. That's not going to fly. And so these are conversations you want to talk about, especially if you're inviting grandma grandpa or any older relatives in the family to your house 
you know, I would just suggest that it's better to be safe than to put people, you know, at risk. Uh, people that, you know, <laughs> here's another one. And like I said, as we go through this list, uh, there are more things to add. There are some things that may not apply to you. But the point of the show is for you to keep your mind focused on this COVID. You know, we don't follow the news. The news may tell you it's high one day, it's low the next day, but you understand that you're living in this situation and you must act safe and accordingly. People that you are having stay at your home must follow safe distancing rules. And so here's the thing. When you have people invited to your home, you don't know where these people coming from. You don't know what the normal day-to-day situation is. And you have to be safe, not only for yourself, but for the people that you are inviting. You know, you don't know whether they live with their grandparents, whether they go visit their grandparents. You know, any situation that you put them into, they're going to take that situation into their environment. And so we have to be aware. And so if you're having somebody stay at your home, what we don't want to do is mix apples and oranges. You know, you don't want to have visiting children staying at the house with grandma. You know, this needs to be an age separation situation. Sometimes it's better to pay for somebody to have a hotel room where they can feel more comfortable than to pack everybody in the house and put them in a situation where they wear a mask, where they can't use the bathroom, where you got all these different rules going on where it don't feel like a vacation. Well, that's not what we're trying to do. But the people that you do have stayed in your house. You want to make sure they are safe from the people that you have visited in your house because that is a mini quarantine situation, the people that are in the home. And so you want to make sure, A, that they are separated, B, that your house is clean, sanitized, and prepared for visitors, and C, that you have open communication. And so, you know, it's no good to have rules if people are breaking the rules. So you want to have open communication so that everybody's on the same page. You know, set your house or whoever the event is for social distancing. You know, have extra masks, extra hand sanitizers and stuff for your guests. This is your house. This is your park. And so, you know, you want to make sure the people that come to your event do not have to have all that stuff with them in the event that they can get something. You know, and it's too late to tell them to go home or to go to the store and buy it. And so you want to have, you know, extra masks, you know, the cheaper, you know, the cheaper masks, extra gloves, you know, hand sanitizers, little things either at the home or spread it around the event so people can, you know, have access to it. This, these are your responsibilities in terms of having a safe event. And let me say this, fam. It's not the day of the event or the next day of the event that's going to tell how successful you were. It's 14 days, 30 days after the event. These are when people are getting sick. These are when people are having situations that manifested from your event. And so, you know, we want to make sure that when we talk to somebody 30 days, 60 days after we saw them, that they are still healthy and safe. Sharing bathrooms. Now, we know in most houses, bathrooms are the least rooms that you have in your home. And so if you only got one bathroom, but you got 20 people over there, you have a situation. You know, you have a situation. And so, you know, without making this complicated, you know, or making it sound like, 
people in the neighborhood can't have no events. We got to get to the basics and keep this stuff clean. You know, you got to keep that bathroom sanitized. You know, you have to, you know, when people leave that bathroom, it's their responsibility, especially in a party environment. People, we're not talking about your normal house. We're talking about you having strangers or you having new people in your home. You must wash your hands if you walk into a restaurant because there are germs and things that manifest in a restroom. And so if you are not washing your hands or you thinking, oh, I didn't do anything, you are putting other people at risk. You must sanitize the sink. You must sanitize and spray alcohol around the toilet. What you are doing is you are making it safe for the next person that comes into that. See, look fam, what you are creating when you invite people over is public facilities. When you don't invite people, you have private facilities, which means you and your family access those same areas over and over. And so you guys have actually acclimated yourselves to certain germs. And so there's certain germs that you have created. Your own body has created a defense mechanism because you and your family have spreading the same germs continuously. It's when you get the strangers, the new people, the new germs, the new out-of-pocket. So when you have people visiting that restroom, then you are responsible for having alcohol. You're responsible for having ammonia. You're responsible for having things in that bathroom that people can use to maintain it being sanitized. Let me tell you another thing about the bathroom. The garbage can. That is where all the germs are kept. And so... The good thing about a bathroom garbage can is they usually are small. And so periodically throughout the day, you go in there and you empty the can because you want to make sure those germs are held to a minimum if Nana goes in that bathroom. If Grandma goes in the bathroom, if Uncle Buck goes in the bathroom, if somebody goes in there, you don't want germs and stuff to be out on the surface for them to touch. And so... Like I said, we have to be very careful when we're talking about sharing bathrooms with the public, with the public. So we want to be cognizant of that. Here's another piece of advice your boy Black want to give. You know, because like I say, I'm all about the seniors. You know, I'm all about making sure mom and dad and grandma and grandpa, you know, the pillars of the family uh, can enjoy themselves at these events. And so it is my suggestion that you have private or separate bathrooms for your seniors. Your seniors should not be using the same bathroom as your 10-year-old or your 9-year-old because they run around and carrying germs and bringing germs from outside, inside, no matter what they're doing. And they can do something as simple as being in the bathroom and touching somebody's toothbrush uh, just to move it out the way. They could be in the bathroom doing anything and now you got them germs. Again, people, again, people, this disease does not care about you taking a mental break. This disease does not care about you bending the rules and making this, this disease fit into your schedule. You are either going to be clean 24-7 or you're going to put people at risk until we get past the corona. And so let's be clear about that. It makes no sense to half-ass 
this coronavirus. If you are not going to do things correctly, then don't put other people at harm's way. I mean, you, you're more than welcome to do whatever you want for yourself. But it is sinister, in my opinion. It is irresponsible for people to conduct themselves the way they did in the past and put seniors, put pregnant women, put people in arms way just because you don't want to take the few seconds to A, wash your hands, or B, clean up something, or C, dispose of something. Now, all these things don't take much time, but it shows your respect for other people. Let's hit that kitchen. Like I said, on the holidays, the kitchen is the central hub for socialization. I mean, this is where the food is made. This is where we meet in the morning for coffee. This is where we usually make our cocktails. The kitchen is ground zero. It is the epicenter. Your boy Black got rules for the kitchen. Number one, everybody can't be cooking. <laughs> yeah, like I said, in the past, we was taught reach one, teach one, we brought the kids in, showed them how to cook certain things, we asked people to help, you know, whether it was bringing groceries in, putting groceries up, washing the dishes while we cooked, you know, we created somewhat of an assembly line. You know, the kitchen was a beautiful process that we all were able to work in together. Now we're in the Corona. <laughs> and so now, especially in social events when you have people over, you cannot have people running around your kitchen. That's number one. You have to have designated cooks and designated dishes. And I'm telling you, if somebody enters in your kitchen, they better have their hands clean and they better be sanitized because they're going in your cabinets and they're touching other dishes that you're putting in your mouth. Again, people, again, you can play you can be lazy, you can do whatever you want, but the consequences are you could kill somebody. You cannot be running around half-cocked, doing things inconsiderate, just in your own thinking process at a family gathering. Like I said, if it's just you and the family in the house, you are more than welcome to live a normal life. But when you have invited people from a safe zone to your house, you can't be reckless. And so everybody's not allowed in the kitchen. Everybody can't cook. Everybody can't be walking around in the kitchen. And yes, when you see stuff on the floor, when you see uh, footprints and stuff, off, those are germs. That means people are tracking stuff in your kitchen. So you, you have signs. You have signs. So yes, everybody can't be in the kitchen. Number two, Keep the kitchen clean at all times. Here's a rule from your boy Black. No one likes to clean up somebody else's mess. That's number one. Especially during the holidays when you got four or five people just dropping dishes, uh, dropping glasses into the sink as they're moving throughout the house. No. Listen, how you start is how you finish. In life, in general, period. And make no mistake, your holiday situation is one of those same situations. And so number one, you want to start off with a clean kitchen, a clean house as people enter your home. You don't want to have stuff in the closet. You don't want to have stuff pushed away, pushed around, because I tell you this, 
as they start creating their mess on top of your mess, nobody's going to want to clean that up and they're only there for a short amount of time and you will create a safe haven for germs and disease. And so what you want to do is have your kitchen clean and as people go in the kitchen utilizing certain dishes and tools and stuff like that, they clean as they leave. Clean as you leave. Here's a side note. Paper cups, paper plates, paper forks, paper knives. Buy that stuff and when you use it, you dispose of it and you throw it away. You don't just put it in the garbage where you got these huge monstrosity garbage bags. You don't allow people to just have these all over your house. When you get done eating and drinking, you dispose of it and you throw it away. Very simple. Very simple, but we have to start doing something. Keep your hands clean. You're going to hear me say this over and over and over again. You cannot just be walking around. And, and let me explain what cleaning your hands is. This is not just putting your hands under water. This is about taking some soap and washing your hands for at least 10 to 15 seconds. You see, a lot of our safety depends on our personal habits, our personal hygiene, our personal way we conduct ourselves. And so keep your hands clean. Wear your mask if you can. But let me let me explain something to you about these masks. Because I think all of us have a little Donald Trump in us. You know, just like I said about racism. You know, the difference between certain people and other people, they admit or they show their hand right off the bat. Other people want to act like they ain't like that. And I'm telling you, these masks are annoying. And so nobody wants to wear a mask. Let's just be 100. You wear it because you have to. How do you know this? What is the first thing you do when you get in the house? You take your mask off. As if you don't need to social distance in your house with strangers. So now you got the stranger in the house, you in the house, your mask is off, or maybe your mask is on, his mask, however it's going. But now they inside the house. So you have to think, am I being less safe than I am in my house than I am outside in the street where the coronavirus is floating everywhere? So I'm telling you people, when you're in your house, if you're dealing with strangers, if you can, have your mask on. Stay 15 feet apart. Conduct yourselves the same way you would if you was outside. Yes, it's going to be a little bit uncomfortable. It's going to be a little bit different. But how you start is how you finish. Do not have grandma over there in the same room with cousin Buck, who you ain't seen in six months, lives in another state somewhere else, hugging and talking one foot apart with no mask. I'm telling you, that's going to be a problem. No kids or people just passing through the kitchen. Again, let's go back to the old school. Remember in the old school when your grandparents and mom used to say, don't come playing around in my kitchen? This was before this new generation came and don't nobody want to do shit. And so now everybody want everybody in the kitchen because nobody want to do a damn thing. But we need to step it back before you end up killing somebody. It should not be anybody in that kitchen except for who's preparing the food, who's cooking the food, and who's taking it out to be served. And so you shouldn't have the six-month-old baby crawling around on the floor. You shouldn't have grandma in there going, what you cooking? Because you are harvesting germs. 
right over the food. So people, I'm telling you, this is your boy Black coming at you. Don't get mad at your husband. Don't get mad at your wife. Get mad at your boy. Because I'm the one telling you how to conduct yourselves so that you can have a decent holiday as opposed to what we're hearing on the media, which is everybody's going to die. Don't see your family. That's garbage. Use gloves if possible. Here, this is what I'm going to tell you. The surgical gloves and the stuff that's out, they got them everywhere now. Super cheap, they everywhere. These things should be used when necessary. Like I said, if you're delivering food, if you are making punch and you're stirring up stuff, if you're cleaning anything, taking trash out when you're outside, touching the outside trash bin, when you don't know where these people have been, have your gloves on because you're coming back in contact with Nana, with Grandma, with your dad, with your mom. You can't just be touching stuff. So have your gloves where possible. Serve plates. Remember how we used to have a buffet? You know, when everybody was out, they made their own food. I'm gonna tell you, your boy Black just had an event uh, about a couple days, a couple weeks ago. I was not following these guidelines. And so this is what made me want to do this show. Because like I said, I call it straight down the pipe. And I'm no better than nobody else. And so when I catch myself slipping, when I catch myself taking the easy way out, when I catch myself doing things the way I used to do them, I have to check myself first. Before I can check anybody else or tell anybody else to do anything, you know your boy black. Like I said, if I go in that bathroom, I don't give a damn if I'm just opening the door, I'm washing my hands. I don't care what's going on, I'm trying to make sure I'm staying where I'm keeping other people safe. Because like I tell you in the beginning, it's not about me. If you don't care about the coronavirus affecting you, then you should care about you giving it to someone else. That's what shows your human nature. That's what shows your responsibility. It's how you protect other people. And so I had an event. I did it buffet style. People were serving each other. People were all in each other's face. You know, and I'm watching this going, oh my God. I'm doing the same thing I'm accusing everybody else of doing. So I would say going forward, serve the meals. You know, make your own plates for your guests. Make them on paper plates or whatever you can make it on. And then you serve them at the table. You give them least amount of opportunity to just stroll around uh, your place. You know, so no more buffet style, at least for this year. But stay away from that. Let's use paper supplies, like I said, paper plates, cups, etc. Throw any trash away immediately, like especially if it's food, because food brings insects, it brings flies, it brings bugs, it brings mosquitoes. And what do mosquitoes do? They inject fluid into different humans and they suck out blood from different humans. So now a mosquito bite could be a whole different situation so you want to keep down on having a lot of bugs around because bugs transfer our fluids and so that could not be good in the coronavirus so keep your stuff clean throw trash away immediately and so like i said in the beginning no one likes to clean up a mess and i'm with you black is the same way i'm with you so let's clean as we go so that we can enjoy the holidays. So in conclusion, like I said, let's just be smart and we can do this. You know, we can do this together. You know, 
And yes, the babies are coming. These little cute, smell good babies are coming to your house. Remember what your boy Black told you. If you didn't have it, it's not your kid. You know your hands ain't clean. You know you just came from somewhere. You know you don't have a mask on. You cannot be kissing and touching somebody else's baby. I'm telling you right now, through these holidays, one of the worst things you can do is use a baby as a spreader. Babies don't catch the virus, they spread it. And so if you are over there treating this baby as if you just had it for nine months, and you know you ain't clean, you know you have not done the necessary precautions to make yourself clean, and i.e. like a hospital. If you ain't washed your hands, if you ain't got gloves on, if you putting your mouth to this baby's skin, you are in violation, straight up. So these babies are coming, let's conduct ourselves accordingly. And like I said, you know, we're going to do what we do. Rules are made to be broken. But at least we got boundaries so we know what to do. And for God's sakes, don't give the baby to grandma. Don't just take the baby from one person who's just been kissing and slobbing all over it. You haven't wiped the baby down. You haven't put any, any, any type of nothing on the baby. Then you just hand it straight to somebody else. That's a spreader. And so, like I said, we just want to be smart. We just want to be smart. And remember that we got grandma. We got grandpa. We got mom. We got dad. We got a bunch of people that we invited. So now is the time to sanitize your car. Now is the time to make sure that extra car seat that you're going to be letting somebody else use is clean. Now is the time to make sure that we got the things that we use to put people together in small, tight areas like cars, like car seats, like in small bedrooms. You know, when we put in these kids and we put people in these tight quarters, then we need to make sure that those quarters are clean and we have airflow. You know, we have to make outside simulate the inside or the inside simulate the outside. So you need airflow. You can't have stagnant air where these germs are just sticking to a surface. And so if you got windows, keep the windows open. If you if you have fans, put fans in there. But you have to keep these germs moving. And so, again, this is your boy Black. I'm keeping it 100. We're coming at you with another Black Man Over 50 podcast. I want to thank you guys for continually, uh, uh, you know, giving to the cause. We appreciate it. That's what keeps the lights on. And like I said, if you guys get a chance, listen to that Black News podcast. They're over there doing some good work. And so this is your boy Black. I want to thank you for your time. Blackout.
Yo, this your man Black. Hope you like the new show. Hope you like the new season. Hope you like the new beats. Hey, hit me up, give me some feedback. Let me know how we doing. Blackout. Greetings and welcome. I want to play a game. You know we get with it. And so even though this is a presidential election, there are many more candidates on the ballot besides the president. So go to ballot ready. Go to ballot ready for a nonpartisan guide to your entire ballot. From there you can compare candidates based on stances on issues like biography or endorsements and then save your choices to use when you are ready to vote by mail or in the voting booth. You can even request your absentee ballot or make a plan to vote early or on election day. This election matters. Make sure you have a plan to vote. This year for sure, fam, you're changing the polling places and vote by mail laws as a result of the COVID. It's more important than ever to have a plan to vote. Local elected officials affect our lives every day. They decide who to prosecute, monitor the quality of our drinking water, and choose the leadership of our schools. 30% of voters take the time to vote and then leave some part of their ballot blank. This is a missed opportunity to choose the leaders of our communities. It's okay if you're unfamiliar with some of the more local positions. We recommend hosting a ballot party. Get together with friends over Zoom. Split up the research and go through your ballots together. Mandatory. Once again, this is a mandatory call to action. Go to BallotReady.org and enter your address and make a plan to vote and vote informed. Blackout. straight about Jason. His body was never recovered from the lake after he drowned. And if you listen to the old timers in town, they'll tell you he's still out there. Some sort of demented creature surviving in the wilderness. Full grown by now. Stalking. Stealing what he needs. Living off wild animals and vegetation. Some folks claim they've even seen him. 
It's your boy Black. I forgot to tell you. I was hollering at you earlier about this voting. It's more to it. Voting isn't just going to the polls on election day anymore, fam. Options like early voting, mail-in voting, and ballot drop boxes are available to more voters and are growing in popularity. How to Vote, a tool created by Democracy Works, breaks down the options your state offers for casting a ballot, empowering you to decide when and where to vote. Remember, democracy works best when we all vote. But misinformation and confusion about election procedures have resulted in low voter turnout. How to Vote, a tool created by Democracy Works, takes the guesswork out of the voting process. How to Vote is easy to use and helps folks from all over the country overcome many of the process barriers to voting. Democracy Works is committed to helping you vote no matter what and how your voting process is. Examples of actions voters can take using a how to vote tool. Sign up for election reminders. See what's on your ballot. Get step-by-step assistance requesting your mailbox. Explore your options for returning your voted mail-in ballot. Check your voter registration status. Find your polling site. Make sure you have the appropriate ID. Once again, this is a mandatory call to action. Mandatory call to action. Decide when and where you'll vote this year and how. Use dot vote blackout.